I'm your host, Kit McCarty, and today our guest is Sharon Norris Elliott. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, Kit. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to have you on my show today. Dr. Sharon Norris Elliott is an award-winning author, popular international speaker, Bible teacher, and founder and CEO of Life That Matters Ministry and Authorize Me Literary Firm. She's a cum laude graduate of Biola University, where she earned her Bachelor's of Arts and Liberal Studies, and a holder of her Doctor of Theology degree from the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network International School of Ministry. Sharon was the broadcasting host of the TV show, Life That Matters with Sharon Norris Elliott, that aired on HSBN and continues to be available on YouTube, Facebook Live, and various other podcast outlets. Sharon has released 14 books, including Why I Get Into Trouble, Mommy Cried This Morning, A Woman God Can Bless, and her latest, Didn't See That Coming, When How They're Living Is Not How You Raise Them. Sharon, I see you as a woman who matters. You have big ideas and vision, and you are not afraid to pursue them with passion, not only for yourself, but for the many students, writers, speakers, and performers you have taught and coached over the years. You are a doer, an overcomer, with a heart full of love for Jesus and people, truth and grace. How do you see yourself? Oh my gosh, that is a lot of gravy for a small potato. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and she's also humble. Let me just add that in. I, you know, I see myself um, as just a regular person, you know, like everybody else um, who just wants her life to matter for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And um, to that end, I hear my mom's voice in my ears all the time. She used to say, pray like everything depends on God and work like everything depends on you. Um, and so that's what I do. I, I, I work hard with, uh, with my clients in the agency, with the women, um, I get the opportunity to minister to, you know, um, love to preach, (laughs) love to teach. That's, I'm, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a Renaissance woman, huh? You are. Um, You truly are. I'm doing more than one thing, but, um. That's my, that's my MO, right? If there were a song, if there were a popular song that could be my theme song, (laughs) it would be Michael Jackson's So You Want to Be Starting Something. (laughs) (laughs) You make me want to moonwalk. Let's go. (laughs) That's right. Because I'm always starting things, but I'm not just starting them, right? I, I will, I figure every creative idea that we have, um, 
doesn't just come from the inside of us, especially mm. those of us who are living for the kingdom of God, right? The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so that little germ of an idea is something that I need to run with. So I'm going to take it as far as I possibly can take it. Um, and um, when I get to the end of that road, whatever that might be, that's just, okay, that, that's not a failure. It's just the end of that road. And I get to take another one, <laughs> that kind of thing. So that's, in a nutshell, I think that's how I see myself. Well, it sounds like you are not only a great teacher, but you're a good learner. Have you always been curious? Have you always been a learner? I have, kid. <laughs> um, I knew I was going to teach. So I, I retired from 35 years of teaching mostly in high school, high school English. And when I used to come home from elementary school, I would play school. <laughs> okay, you too. And so all the kids on the block, we were all friends, you know, and all that play group. And um, we would get home and change your clothes. Yes. You know, you your school clothes into your play clothes. Although we've been playing all day. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, we get out, you know, and play with each other. And I was always the teacher. I had a chalkboard. I had chalk, you know, and little chairs. And the neighborhood would come over and we would play school. Kit, I started businesses from the time I was like nine or 10. The first business was a bike club. And the reason why I call it a business is because I even made membership cards <laughs> for everyone. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not done. We had bylaws <laughs> and meetings and, you know, the whole shot. And so from, it was just in me, I guess that entrepreneurial spirit or something was in me from when I was really young. And, and so I started, um, when I first started teaching, I taught at a tiny little um, Christian school and the, the lady who started the school, Dr. Margaret Jenkins was formerly a singer. She and her sister and another friend, they were uh, members of a group called the ladies of song and they would travel around, you know, and do these gospel concerts. Matter of fact, they sang the night, that Dr. King did his um, last sermon, wow. the mountaintop sermon. They were on wow. that program. So anyway, she was now running this school. And so she was not an educator. She was a performer. <laughs> really. So we had to do these blowout play productions wow. where every kid in the school had to be in it. And of course, she was a musician. So it had to be a musical. So I actually wrote several of the musicals i directed them and we thought we were fame girl well we i up. bet you were wow <laughs> look at that talent pool yeah well from there some of the kids just loved what they were doing so much that i formed a group called his kids players and we would go i don't know if it happened at your church but with our church organizations our youth choirs would get together, you know, and go to different places. Well, I would take the players and 
the choirs would sing, but then we would perform a scene or two, right, from some of the plays. So that was a little business that I had. <laughs> when, I, when I had my kids, I didn't have a lot of money, and so I made their nursery bedding. I knew how to sew. And when my friends came over and saw it, they said, where'd you get that, right? Oh, really? I, I made it. Nice. I can make one for you, too. Ding! Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> new blessings interiors. So I would, you know, make nursery bedding. So it's just, there's just always been a, I don't know, vision in my head, I guess, of, of how whatever I'm doing can help somebody else and then that's a business right also because the work the worker is worthy of his hire right yes ma'am um so now it has all that has kind of evolved i've retired no you teaching. have not i okay, have from teaching <laughs> right so now the authorized me uh, literary firm is running full-time and keeping me really, really busy. Um, we have, what, 60 clients and um, 30 to 40 some books contracted, you know, and it's just, it's just amazing how when you put back into God's hand what what he's given you, you go, okay, let's do that. That's what's going to be way bigger than you. If it's not bigger than you, it's not a vision from God. Good. Right. You don't need him. Right. You can do Good. it yourself. <laughs> so, you know, that's going on. Um, we can get back to that. Um, I do want to circle back to that. Yeah. I wanted to, to ask you, um, who encouraged you? I mean, there's it, surely someone along the way said, no, you couldn't. And was it yourself or someone else that said, oh, yes, you can? I guess I, I have to give credit to my parents. Um, my mom and dad both um, were both college graduates. Um, my dad went on to, to earn his doctorate um, in theology. And my mom was a teacher. Um, and so there was never, I, I really, you know, kid, I really don't know exactly how they did it other than just living before us. I have a brother, older brother and older sister. Um, my dad read all the time. He could, he could digest a book in a night and know what he was the smartest person I ever knew. And um, my mom was just diligent, right? I remember every night we all ate dinner together. That was a staple. But then we clear off the dining room table and she would be grading papers. <laughs> she would be working. Um, so the, the work ethic, I think, came from them that they enjoyed what they were doing. They were doing what they were born to do. And I guess we just caught that. I know I just caught it. You know, you, you grow up and you do, and you, and you don't just do something. You do what gives back to people. Good. You know, my dad was our pastor. My mom was teaching. Obviously, that's giving back. So you do 
you're put here on purpose, mm -hmm. right? To mm -hmm. live on purpose. So the first time someone told me I couldn't do something, um, I was in high school. And unfortunately, it was connected with race. Mm. Um, I had a, and I'd never bumped into that either, because I lived in California, Good. right? So I had never experienced, you know, the, the, the water fountains, you know, that I couldn't drink from or a restaurant I couldn't eat at, Good. but it was happening, yeah. right? Dr. King was assassinated when I was in the fifth grade. And all of that was happening in the South. But we lived in California. It was just, you know, and that's when I became aware of, oh, you know, that's horrible. That's <laughs> how things are going on. So fifth grade, now go to high school. So I'm a senior in high school. And I had a meeting with a counselor um, who was not my race. And she said, uh, you, you might as well not apply for four-year colleges. <laughs> you know, I have I have a response for that now. I didn't have it then. My response for that now is, have you met me? <laughs> but she told me, you've been in public schools and you think you're ready, right? I was a like citywide honor society student. You know, we had a big class. I went to Los Angeles High School. We had six, seven hundred kids in our class and I was 14th right nice. in the class so anyway you might as well not because you're not ready you're not gonna succeed <laughs> and so I left her office and I I wanted to go to Spelman College which is a historically black college um but after she said that to me I said okay so I applied to five schools. I applied to Spelman, but I also applied to USC, um, the school up north from us. I don't know why that slipped my mind right now. I can't think of the name of it. Um, you wouldn't know it if I could say it. <laughs> um, but also Dartmouth mm -hmm. and Vassar. Okay, I got accepted into all of them. I that I'm not surprised. And I took the letter during those days. You got a letter, mm -hmm. right, with the beautiful little seal in the corner. Well, I took the letters and I fanned them out like playing cards. You go, girl. <laughs> she could see the seals, and I went in and I told her. I said, mm, "I just haven't decided yet." Good on you. <laughs> right? I love it. So. Um, you know, racism has crossed my path um, in other ways, but, you know, I chalk it up and move on because racism, no kind of hatred, no kind of, of uh, you know, block can come in the life of a believer and be successful. So... Yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> I just keep on going. Um, you know, anyway. 
Well, I love that so much and that you've really turned that around. I wish she could see you now here with your yeah. doctorate and teaching for so many years and continuing yeah. to teach even in your retirement. So that's kind of the heart of what you do with Authorize Me. Tell me a little bit more about the organization and what you do. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Authorize Me. Okay. I know you do. Um, your face lights up when you talk about it. I love Authorize Me. I, I remember sitting, I was still teaching um, back in 2008. Well, let me take you back a little bit further than that. When I started going to writers' conferences, um, I didn't know I was a writer. And I had, I had written a Bible study. Um, based on Proverbs 31, because, you know, all good Christian women study Proverbs <laughs> right? Start easy, right? Uh. Yeah, right. And you're going <laughs> to be saved, right? So, <laughs> so I had studied this, and, and I wanted to be this woman, mm-hmm. right? Because we I wanted do. to be what God, right, wanted me to be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. And so I had gone to Biola. And if you don't do anything else, when you come out of Biola, you know how to study the Bible. And um, so I had broken that thing down verse by verse, word by word. And then I had written this really intense, you know, Bible study. And my girlfriends from church, um, you know, saw it. and And one of them, I always give kudos to Terry Jones. Shout out. She said, this would be a good book. And huh. it had never crossed my mind to write a book. I read books all the time, right? I, the first book I remember, chapter book, we were, must have been second or third grade, right? The teacher mm-hmm. takes you to the school library sure. and you sure. pick, oh my goodness, I would, books, books, books. I read all the time, never thought about writing. So I went, huh, you know, it was, one of those hmm, kind of moments I'm driving home the next day or so. And I hear on the radio, um, an ad about a Christian writers conference and it was being held at Biola. So I said, okay, I could trust this, right? Cause I, I trust Biola. So I went and at the end of that conference, it was kind of like, bing, oh, I'm a writer, right? And I came home and I'm telling everybody and they're, they're doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I said, well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> so from there, I started going to conferences because of my teaching and a connection I had made at that first conference with a gentleman who was doing a Christian magazine for teenagers inadvertently or unbeknownst to me, I became a magazine editor. Nice. And that put me in a position to teach at writers conferences. And so I began doing that. And then of course, be at, at a conference, I would teach my class and I would go to other people's classes for stuff I was learning. And year by year, I would learn different things. I would go home, I would do it. And then I would come back and find out, oh, but you have to add this. And then, <laughs> okay. And so then I go back home and I do that. And so after a few years of that, I said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, all of this needs to be put in one 
thing, right? In one kind of umbrella. And that's when I created Authorize Me. Um, and so I was in my classroom with my, my teacher friend from next door and the coach, <laughs> my son's basketball coach. And we're coming up with a name for this company. And somehow between the three of us, we came up with Authorize Me. That's, that's it. That's perfect. And, um, and then I was sitting in a car wash <laughs> with another girlfriend, like brainstorming, you know, this stuff. So anyhow, I put all those things together so that I could now take this information on the road. Let's say have seminar will travel. Mm -hmm. And it started out as a 12 hour oh. workshop. So we did four hours on a Friday night. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Eight, nine. Yep. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm a wordsmith, not a mathematician. Okay. <laughs> eight hours on Saturday. Yep. Right. It's a good weekend. Um, and I started just taking that right and helping people to develop their book proposal because you needed that to get your foot in the door now, this was back in the days kit when there were not christian agents that's right there was not one christian agent at a conference you went to conferences to meet the publishers right and and submit your work <clears throat> so that was in 2008 wow. and so i i had been doing that you know, up until the pandemic. And of course, the pandemic shut that down. Changed everything. Mm -hmm. And I had a girlfriend um, who was telling me that I needed to, she'd been telling me for a few years that I needed to put Authorize Me online somehow. And I was like, no, no, no. Because there is something that happens with the group. Yes, ma'am. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to be together. And I just could not figure out how to make that happen. Right. And then Zoom. <laughs> a blessing and a curse. God bless Zoom. And so <laughs> I said, that's it. I could still teach it and I could see people because that's my thing. Right. Yeah, I, I am one of those. I am a choleric sanguine mix. <laughs> I really must. Did you not? <laughs> could you not tell? Right? I must have people. I, it has to be people. This whole writing thing in the chair by yourself, this is the toughest thing for me. All right. Because I'm energized by people, right? Phlegmatics, <clears throat> you know, um, and Melancholies are drained by people. <laughs> I'm energized by people. And so um, that was just the ticket. And so when um, the pandemic hit, I was not going back to work because my school was ready to go back before we even had the vaccines. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, that's a hard no. <laughs> because there's germy kids out of school. And, um, and then my husband had had a heart attack a couple of years before, and I could not risk bringing anything right home 
So I decided to retire a little bit early. Um, so what am I going to do with this business, Jesus? <laughs> and all this okay. experience and talent and content and connection. Exactly. So I took those eight hours and added in a lot of the things I have been teaching at writers conferences and expanded it into 12 master classes. And so we each semester takes six months because we meet twice a month, just twice a month and for two hours and do each class. Good for me. So in addition to coming out of that class with a book proposal, um, you come out of that class with a book proposal that's edited, all right? And that is completed with your first three chapters. Okay. If you are writing a book for adults, or your first three manuscripts, if you're writing children's picture books or board books, um, and throw in all the other stuff you need to know about being a an author in this world. So we talk about branding. You know, we talk about your brand. We talk about um, and try to find it. Sure. Right, and then how to put that onto your website, you know, and how to yep. communicate that on a website. We talk about that. We talk about the business um, of writing, right? We talk um, about what happens. We talk about the industry, right? Really what happens on the inside of the industry. So you get all of that. And six months rolls by fast. I'm sure it does. Well, in an industry that is changing so quickly, it's so useful yeah. to have somebody who's been successful in it and has successfully coached people through it. So, so excited for that opportunity, for the wisdom and experience that you bring. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from our guest today, Dr. Sharon norris Elliott. Sharon, I used the lockdowns to launch something new too. For me, it was the Now I See podcast. For her, it was the Authorize Me writing workshops. Be sure to stay tuned today for details about her workshops and the next available online supercharged mini course beginning April 11th. If you're listening away from your desk right now and can't take notes, no worries. We'll add that information to today's show notes and make it available on our socials at Now I See Pod. You can find out more about the Now I See Podcast by visiting our website at nis.media, where you can get quick access to Sharon's books 
and books from all of our previous published guests when you click on our Authors tab, which takes you directly to their preferred purchase points. You can find out more information about nonprofit organizations we support by visiting our Featured Causes tab. And when you click on our Blog tab or use our search tool, you can hear stories from our previous guests, including authors Kim Vogel-Sawyer, Misu Andrews, and Dennis Conrad, who will all be back on our show in the next few weeks telling us about their upcoming releases. Next week, we'll hear from musician Joel Salazar, the creator of the Now I See podcast theme song, as he announces his Praises Across the Prairie concert being held in Grand Prairie, Texas, Sunday, April 30th at 6 p.m. If you're new to our show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our show with your friends. And if you've been with us for a while, we'd love it if you'd give us a good rating and review so that others can find us and enjoy our weekly conversations, too. And now, back to our show. We are back from our break with our guest today, Dr. Sharon Norris Elliott. Sharon was just telling us a little bit about her organization, Authorize Me. Could you hear the sparkle in her voice? I wish you could see her face. It just glows when she talks about the fun she's having, helping people find their voice, find their platform, uh, write their book. So uh, Sharon, tell us who is Authorize Me for and what can people expect when they join? Yeah, Authorize Me is uh, for... All right, the brand new author um, who says, uh, I think God has put in my heart to write a book. Okay. Um, and so, of course, I get a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> when, when you start getting discouraged, I was like, ah, ah, you that said so that. Good. Ah, I told you <laughs> to write this book. Um, it's also for the experienced author who maybe has self published. And now you want to jump in to the royalty pool. Um, and here's, here's how you do that. Um, I also work with authors who have been published by royalty publishing houses before, um, but they maybe were courted by a publishing house. They've never had to go out and, and find right, the, the um the contract for themselves, you know, or things of that nature. So um, I'm also a book developer. So when you have an idea, right, I'm able to come alongside you and, and work through that idea with you, refining it, mm-hmm. um, seeing how you can um, develop it into a full book, right? Into, I find that, Many self-published books are too short. Mm. Right? You've got your idea. You put your idea down. You maybe work with a company who you pay 
um, by the word you, by, or by the page. So there's right, the incentive right, right. to be short. Exactly. You do it yourself and then mm-hmm. um, you get it out there. And now the problem is now here's the warning folks. If you do that and you get it out there, you, there's nothing wrong with that. However, a royalty publishing house is probably not going to pick that up now because it's been published already. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And you have used up your initial fan base. <laughs> okay. And so where are they going to go? Right. With it. Yeah. Um, so if you have a message that you feel you have to get out there, right? Um, explore the possibility of a royalty deal first, right? Um, And then you can probably uh, refine it, uh, figure it out. That's what happens during the masterclass series because you're not only working with me, that's the fun part. There's a group that you get to work with and um, you bounce ideas off of each other. I show you how to bounce ideas off of each other. And it is magic. I'm telling you, Kim, yeah, it is I think so too. magic when you, uh, because you're not writing the book for yourself. Right. You're writing the book for other people. Right. <laughs> so let's hear what other people have to say. Absolutely. And there's about, a synergy that comes in a group like that. So much creativity. They'll tell you whether or not your idea is worth pursuing, or they'll what? bring other perspectives that maybe you hadn't thought about that will make your idea even better. Um, and and it's this is a hard market. Uh, getting into yeah. a publishing uh, market is a hard market. There are just a lot of books out there right now. If you don't have a platform, a lot of uh, publishers are reluctant to pick you up until you build a platform, um, you know, or, the, or you come highly recommended by somebody who already has a platform. And so there, there's just a lot of things that aspiring writers need to know. And it is always to your benefit to have a good coach and a good support group because you're going to need it. Yep. And that's what, that's really what I do, you know, with authorize me and it has been successful. I sat with, um, I think about six of my authors who are published now since they came, you know, through Authorize Me, it's not, they're not the only ones, but I was able to grab them all and do a Zoom call with them. And, and um, I asked them, right, about their experience with Authorize Me and how they felt it helped them to, to now hold a book, right? Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> nothing like it. Seeing your name in print, whether you're oh, a journalist or an author of any kind, yeah, just seeing your name in print is a thrill. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. So do you specialize so, in any particular genre? Are you taking, um, looking at manuscripts from people across the genres and across the age limits? Yes. Um, children's books. Um, I actually uh, do partner with a, with a company called Wing Publications um, as, as their children's acquisitions editor. Nice. So... Um, that's fun to yeah. do. Um, I write children's books. As of course well. you do. You're a teacher. Hello. Right, but that's, that's <laughs> and you're really a mama a and a grandma. Of course you that's do. It. That's <laughs> it. And a lover of Dr. Seuss. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, but that's a new thing. Um, 
we didn't. So let me get back to your question. I'm always supposed to answer the question that was asked. Oh, you're a good, uh, we'll good teacher. Something else. <laughs> but I do um, represent children's books, which is my hardest genre to place, mm -hmm. um, except for now <laughs> that I worked with work with Wings. Um, but I, I still submit to other publishing houses, um, and I also, of course, do adult books, uh, women's nonfiction um, and fiction. I do more nonfiction, uh, but I do place women's fiction, men's um, fiction and nonfiction, which is a big deal right now, gentlemen, by the way. <laughs> Publishing houses are interested in men's works. Um, also African-American, right, and other cultures publishing houses are really interested, right? Mm -hmm. In publishing those works as well. Um, devotionals, uh, Bible studies, of course. Um, what I don't do is probably easier. <laughs> I don't do horror. Good. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read them either. I have nightmares. I, I stay I up at night. Them. I can't watch them in the movies. I mm -hmm. can't. Same. My my imagination is too <laughs> is too on fire that I have bad dreams. So I cut that out a long time ago. Um, I don't do sci-fi. Now I say that with a because there is one lady I'm talking to who has been published as a sci-fi author and she's got such neat things that we, you know, we'll see, but that, you know, I just don't know it yeah. that well. Um, I can direct you to somebody mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. you know, who would know it. Um, not much poetry at all. I don't think there's a big market for that. Unless it's children's because I yeah. write my book in verse. Yeah. Um, but you have to be really good. Mm -hmm. um, and Dr. I can help you good. with that. <laughs> <laughs> I coach people who want to write in verse. Um, but if you're not good at it, if you have no rhythm, you cannot be a poet. <laughs> true. True. Yes. What? Yes. You have to be able to read that out loud. And it has to sound as good coming out of your face as it does, you know, look good <laughs> on the right. page. It's music. It's it lyrics. Is. Yeah, it is. Right? Um, so I got help with that. I'm a, I'm a pianist. And so the musical, you know, part is uh, really cool. So I hope that answered. Yes, absolutely. I'm interested in a lot of things. Well, and I'm you. I'm interested in the next blockbuster <laughs> there you go so if you've got it or you think you've got it you run that right by miss sharon norris right, right now right now <laughs> and you may as well tell them where you can find them where, where, yes, where they yes. can find you you um, go to my website which you can get to in two ways because i want to make it easy for you you can use the ministry life that matters.net or you can use the business authorize me.net Right, that's going to take you to the same place. That's the website. Um, my email address, the business email address, is authorize me now at gmail.com. 
All right. Okay. And if you have a book that you're interested in my in me looking at, um, then send me a one sheet. If you don't know what that is on the website, I give you instructions on how to write one and a sample. Right. So show me that you know how to follow directions. <laughs> yes, which is important because right. this is, is a tricky important. business. It's very yeah. important. Details I send that one sheet and um, I'm not going to get to you the next day. You know, the business has really grown. So it might take me a month <laughs> or so to get back to you, but I will do my best um, to get back to you. Right. Well, and not only are you a business woman who is helping others find their voice, but you're a woman who has expressed her own voice in 14 books. Um, yes! The time that we have, I'd love to hear you talk about some of them and maybe even your latest release. So go. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I always say shameless plug, but shameless this is plug. not a shameless plug. Did you have to? Okay. That's right. I do the shameless plugs, and I give you an opportunity to talk about it, um, which yes. incidentally we will we will feature on our website at nis.media. So if people um, want to come by our website, you'll be able to just click on those links. It'll take your right to purchase points um, where you can get more information and actually get those books for yourselves. And there's my shameless plug. So back to your there you books. <laughs> there you go. How else will you know? There you okay, go. So, Friends of four. So my latest book, Kit, I am so excited about it. This book was years in the making, mm. which is um, encouragement for you, all right? <laughs> for anybody who has had a book in their head or, or you started it and you tried and tried, it takes time, right? Sometimes. So this latest book is entitled, Didn't See That Coming, When How They're Living Is Not How You Raise Them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously it is for parents of adult children. And um, how this book came about was two ways. Number one, I have adult children. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Okay. laughs> I, my children are millennials. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear All you right. laughing, but I know there were probably a lot of tears that went on this yeah, manuscript. But, and they, you know, are regular kids. So they they made some choices that I would not have made. Look at that. Um, and I did not teach them to make, right? But they're still my kids. And so I was also uh, teaching at conferences, preaching at churches, uh, and meeting mostly moms, right? Mm -hmm who were smiling, they looked beautiful, you know, even glowing on the outside or whatever, but you touch that nerve mm -hmm. about those grown kids and it, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, we, we have a problem in the church. Yeah, we do. Uh, parents are suffering with the questions of why, why are my kids making these decisions, right? Why, when they know, right? Mm. And they were not even, we used to say when we were coming up, we were drug babies. We were drugged <laughs> to church, right. drugged, you know. But they were not that, because we had learned, right? Mm -hmm. But they were involved in church. They were involved mm -hmm. in youth group. They, we saw them get baptized. We That's saw right. them ask Christ to their life. On and on, but now, for some strange reason, right? they're 
they're coming to you saying, will you still love me if I? Mm. And so you sit down, (laughs) you know, because you're probably on the phone. It's probably not in person. (laughs) And they say, you know, uh, mom, I'm pregnant or mom, my girlfriend's pregnant. Um, Can you mom, can you come get me out of jail? Um, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm dropping out of school, you know, um, mom, I'm gay. Um, I don't want to believe in Jesus anymore or whatever. Whatever. And you're, you're going, like, what did I do? Right. So this book is for parents helping us to have, um, a term that I've now coined for this book, care frontation. Okay. And um, it, each chapter begins with accounts, true accounts of families going through whatever it is you're going through. Some, d- depending on the length of the stories, it, it could be one or two that I share. These are actual known people. I have changed everybody's name. So, you know, to protect, um, their privacy. However, these are real accounts so that you won't feel like you're alone. So good. That's the point. Right. And then the next section of each chapter tells you what the Bible actually says about this issue so that you can stand firm on this is what the Bible has to say. Now, it's not going to be what society says. <laughs> it rarely is. <laughs> right. So, but I want parents to know you have a firm foundation on which to stand. Mm-hmm. Then the next part is the carefrontation part of the chapter. So how do I show my concern, show my love, all of that for my child in this season, right? While I still lovingly confront, right? And so all of that is there. And then the next section is how to pray. And I've used scripture, right? To that deal with that particular subject, putting blanks, where you would put your child's name, okay. right, in those prayers, just to get you started, right? You could pray your, yourself, of course. Um, and then the last section is other helps. Like, where can you go to get help? And so each of the, um, every chapter is uh, lined out that way. And I had several publishers to, to say no to the book, uh, because they said, well, you know, if a family's just having one problem, like, why do they need this whole book? <laughs> I said, well, first of all, you never know. There's a the whole, whole lot point. of families. <laughs> That's right. And it's a really big problem if it's your problem, right? So, right. Yeah. And you never know what's you coming. Never That's the whole point. You yeah. didn't see it coming. And so if you can look at, yes, what you're dealing with, but look at some other things that either could take place or you might have friends who need help, you know, so um, you don't put out a separate book for each definition. Right. Right. Webster puts them all the definitions. 
<laughs> to one book. So, um, so that's, that's why uh, they're all together. And uh, I've got nothing but great uh, comments, you know, to date. Uh, it can be used individually, obviously, but it can also be used as a Bible study in your church with young families, you know, young parents, uh, parents of even young kids mm -hmm. who haven't gotten there yet um, with parents of teenagers and mm -hmm. the millennials. Um, I'm a baby boomer with millennials, right? So, but now we, but now we have the Gen Xers whose kids are becoming teenagers, yeah. right? Um, and so it's a really important book that I would love, you know, for people to just get their hands on. Okay. Um, now with that said, we switch over to the children's books, which are <laughs> so much fun. Um, I have a seven book series. The first two books are out and it, the series is called, I really need to know. Mm -hmm. And it's for kids three to seven. And it just explains things about the faith. So the first book, Why I Get Into Trouble, uh, explains the sin nature. And that book is available. The second book is also available. And that's Mommy Cried This Morning. And it explains what death is. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other uh, topics um, are going to include uh, understanding the Holy the Trinity. Um, baptism, communion, um, greed, and forgiveness. Wow. Wow. So, really excited about those books coming out from uh, Elk Lake uh, Publishers. So like I said, the first two are available. You'll want to pick those up right away and get those into the Easter baskets. Yes. Great <laughs> recommendation. Great right. recommendation. Get them in the Easter baskets, get them into, you know, Christmas stockings, you know, give them for birthday gifts, make sure all the kids at your church, right, receive copies. Um, so those are fun. Um, the latest women's book uh, was A Woman God Can Bless. And that is, um, that is a study really of the passage of scripture that talks about what we should put on and what we should take off. So good. Yeah. So you can see all of my books at, uh, on, at the website at lifethatmatters.net. Um, or, and they're all on Amazon and, you know, walmart.com and stuff like that. Wonderful. Well, listeners, you can hear the passion in Sharon's voice and know that she's bringing you great content with passion and excitement. And these are going to be great books that are not only just good content, but they're really encouraging. I know you can hear that in her voice and lots of practical helps. This, uh, Sharon has lived life and she's learned a few things along the way. And it's certainly to our benefit to avail ourselves of that knowledge. So I hope that you will run right out and get copies of Sharon's books. Again, available through uh, Amazon, through Walmart. Walmart, and also available on our site. Uh, you won't buy those from us, but we'll direct you to places where uh, you can purchase those. Um, so Sharon, as we, and this has been such a fun conversation, I hate for it to end, but while we look at the clock, um, as we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like people to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? I would love writers 
to see that they can do what God's called them to do. And that there are people, <gasps> me, <laughs> and a lot others, a lot of others, there are people who want to help. Um, I'll never forget at my first writer's conference, uh, I was being taught by people whose books I'd read, by publishers from companies of books I'd read. And it ran through my mind that this made no sense that these people were here training their competition until I realized it's because we're all on the same team that we can do this. And I told the Lord, I know none of your listeners tell the Lord stuff, but <laughs> I told the Lord that if he allowed me to become a part of this business, I would give it back just like mm -hmm. these people gave it to me. And he has been so gracious in allowing me to do that, um, you know, for his glory, right? Because I can't tell every story. Look at that. I can't tell every story. <laughs> we just don't have enough time. I can't do it. Uh, so I'm not trying to write your book. You need to write. <laughs> okay. Come on. And also, kid, a lot of books come with a lot of uh, um, trial, right? <laughs> I don't want to go through your trial. <laughs> no, no trial of my own. Oh, my own. <laughs> Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. That's what I read. So, I oh, she's gone to preaching. Here we go. Right, I'm going to help you write your book. Okay? So you can get freedom um, from your trial and you can let your trial mm -hmm. help somebody, mm -hmm. right? help somebody mm -hmm. else. So I really do want to leave that with people. Contact me, definitely. Um, I am going to do a mini series just for the book proposal um, starting next month. Ooh, give me that um, information. We'll get that on our website. Oh, yeah, um, starting April 11th. Ooh, come I'm right going to do a mini book proposal, like... I don't know what to call it. Book proposal. 101. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Um, but, you know, just to get you going and realizing, hey, you know, this is, this is what it's going to take. So um, definitely go to, go to my email address even, you know, and, and just, you could put in the subject line, interested in the book proposal. Okay. Right. And, um, and I can get that information um, to you, right? Um, I'm also available, Kit, to speak. Good to know. Yeah. So if you have, say, a Women's Day at your church, right? I'm, I, I am licensed to preach. Hey, come on. Um, <laughs> you about to get a Baptist preacher? So <laughs> um, I love. Lo I am a conference junkie. I love, love, love to meet women and, you know, uh, hear their stories, just be part yeah. of the energy and the fun. Women are beautiful yeah. and they smell good and they love to talk and, <laughs> and, and laughter and tears flow freely. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Everything about it. I'm with you. Yeah. So just, you know, send me your, your, your conference theme and, uh, you know, let's get it on the calendar. I would love to be there with you and your women. Um, uh, you know, keynoting for you, that would be, that's great fun. 
So, you know, you're, you're, it could be a sermon, it could be a conference, you know, mother, daughter, you know, uh, any, all those parenting, you need to have a parenting conference uh, well, at your church. You can never I have, have enough help with parenting. I <laughs> uh, didn't see that coming is the third of my parenting books. So the first one is Raising Boys to Be Like Jesus. That's for the younger ones. The second one is Boomerangs to Arrows, Launching Young Adult Children. So, or what I wanted to call it, How to Get Your Grown Kids Out of Your House. Oh. And then... <laughs> oh, she's being real. <laughs> I am. And then they didn't see that coming. So maybe they went crazy because I kicked them out. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's another story. That's another. <laughs> that, well, it, it may be. It may be another book. Be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun, and we could go on and on. So let's do. Let's do this again sometime soon. Okay. I would love to. Thank you, and listeners, we've so enjoyed having you as part of our conversation this week, and we'll see you next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's eye-opening interview. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website at nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Joelle Salazar, who created and performed the new Now I See theme song. 